This is a podcast about betting on sports, which is something you can do to try and make money. One important thing to know is that this podcast is not going to be the reason you get rich from sports betting. To repeat, we are not going to get you rich. Their sleazeballs abound all over the internet. We'll be happy to take your money to chase that lie. Here, at best, we might make you a little bit less awful of a better if you're lucky. Bet at your own risk. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. And Godspeed. Welcome back, valued listeners, new listeners as well. I want to shout out to Team 44, Coach Tony, for advertising this pod, Jay. I hadn't even told you this. Uh, the gym that I go to, they found out that uh, I'm on a gambling podcast, and so they wrote it on the board. So we may have new Phoenix-based listeners giving them all a shout today. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to rearrange some things now that I can't make Phoenix gym jokes. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, just scrap the whole app. Start, <laughs> start fresh. Yeah, let's just cut that out. Um, oh, that's awesome. Well, very, very kind of them. Um, yeah, we actually had a couple of new listeners who, who reached out and didn't know the whole premise. Uh, and just, you know, I, I keep assuming it, it's like our close friends that are used to me just ragging on Rob and, and then mm-hmm. talking about sports a little bit. But uh, the premise of the show is that I have been a degenerate sports better for most of my life, but semi-seriously uh, for the last five to 10 years or so. And Rob does not have uh, much expertise with sports betting, but does have uh, an interest and in expertise in markets. And so essentially he kind of, here's my take on things, sports world uh, related wise, and tries to kind of dumb it down and ask um, kind of questions the common person would ask, but yet uh, still understanding the basic principles of trying to find value in human psychology, things of that nature. Um, so that that's what we do here. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate you uh, pushing that on. How did that come about? Were you just like getting swole and they're like, why are you working out? And you're like, oh, I got a podcast or what? what yeah, I think that was the exact sequence of events. No, I think uh, I think longtime listener Liam probably blew me up. Actually, I can't remember. I don't think he was. I don't know what happened. Uh, somehow I mentioned it. And then everyone was like, sports betting, sports betting, because in Arizona, it's, as you know, uh, they're handing out, quote unquote, free money, which, by the way, I read the terms and conditions of the MGM app promotion for Arizona, and it is so much less generous than it seems. Like the initial copy that you get is like a thousand free dollars. And then you read what's in it. It's like, this is not remotely close to a thousand free dollars. You guys are awful. This should be. Right. Right. It's still. It still is plus EV for most of them. Uh, I would definitely obviously read the fine print like your dumbass did before um, putting money on there. But most of them are, uh, you know, they're major plus EV, which is uh, expected value. Uh, so I would definitely read the fine print, but I also would take advantage of those. Um, if you all have any questions, feel free to reach out to me or Rob uh, via Twitter, and I'm happy to help you through those. Uh, but yeah, we'll update on survivor. So we've gone through two weeks now. We lost two more people. Um, our fraternity brother, Jubba, he picked the Seahawks who lost in overtime to the Titans. And then my high school buddy, Deverick picked the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, who kind of got destroyed by the once called Oakland, once called Los Angeles, now called the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, this past week. So we have 24 remaining who did you go with this week rob with your survivor pick i didn't go because i lost in week one oh oh wow oh wow sorry Mm. i totally forgot about that um okay i had the packers 
Uh, it's a pretty comfortable win. Uh, this week, I think it's pretty straightforward. You either have the Denver Broncos hosting the New York Jets uh, or the Thursday night special, the Carolina Panthers, visiting the Houston Texans. Both teams are facing rookie quarterbacks. I like going with Denver for two reasons. One, I think there's a better chance that the Texans upset the Panthers than the Jets upsetting uh, the Broncos. Part of that because the Broncos are at home, whereas the Panthers are on the road. And the second reason I like the Broncos is because I can see myself using the Panthers uh, a little bit more frequently the rest of the season than I can with the Broncos. The Broncos are in a much tougher division uh, with the Chiefs and Chargers and the undefeated Raiders, uh, whereas the Panthers kind of have a question mark with the Saints and the Falcons who aren't looking too good and they don't play the Buccaneers to the end of the year. Um, so I will be going with the Denver Broncos. Um, I'm assuming probably the vast, vast majority will be those two teams. So if you want to have a fun sweat this week, go ahead and pick the Panthers and root for the Jets. And if you win that, if the Panthers win and the Broncos lose, you get $5 from me. Uh, or not, of course, real dollars, but it's Monopoly money dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, any uh, thoughts on that? Who are you going to go with this week, Rob? Jeez, dude. Come on. How many times? It wasn't, it wasn't that bad of a – like, whatever. Packers week one, I didn't think it was that terrible of a choice. Clearly it was because Aaron Rodgers let his hair grow out and yeah. decided he doesn't care about football anymore. But Right, and then I picked the Packers week two. But, yeah, okay. Well, that's, that's a, we'll see if that uh, wins for you this weekend. Uh, and we'll pick that up next weekend. Uh, being two weeks in – I did want to uh, look at the MVP odds and the Super Bowl odds and kind of just give a little bit of a perspective on the landscape of those two bets. Instead of going to kind of every team, I kind of want to just talk about the people who are the favorites to win both awards and kind of how we can look at betting that for uh, you know sports betting purposes. So for the Super Bowl odds, the current favorites are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are the reigning champions. Uh little under five to one. Obviously, I'm looking at this from Circa Sports. Uh, so I just use one sports book. So you should be able to find better odds at different places. So kind of going off the beginning there where you talked about sports betting coming to new states. Uh, if you want to even be remotely serious about sports betting, you should get as many uh, outs, which means as many sports betting apps as possible. So that means if you can get DraftKings, if you can get FanDuel, if you can get BetMGM, if you can get Barstool, whatever you can find, uh, the more the better. And that way you can shop for the best price. So I'm going to read the price off from one sports book. You should be able to find a better price by shopping around. And that is called shopping around because it's just as you would shop around for any commodity in a capitalistic society slash marketplace. Um, so we talked about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the favorite, just around five to one. You should be able to get a little bit better than five to one. Um, they are clearly the best team right now in the NFC. Uh, the next closest odds are the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, a little over five to one. You should be able to get six to one, maybe even seven to one, uh, some places. The Buffalo Bills, right around ten to one. Uh, this is a team that has underperformed uh, for two straight weeks, at least from the offensive side of things. Bills lost week one. Uh, that was my only pregame bet of the week, and I lost that. Uh, and they actually blew up the Dolphins last week, but their offense did not look th- that good uh, for back-to-back week. So a little bit 
alarming for the Bills. I'll be interested to see them play the Washington football team this weekend. I'll be able to watch that game in uh, entirety. Before we get to some of the other teams, Rob, anything about the Buccaneers, Chiefs, or Bills? No. What do you like? Do you like any of those where they stand today? And, uh, you know, coming in, coming at it from like week two just ended. Do you like this entry point timing wise for anything regarding Super Bowl futures? Um, no, I do not. I do not. I, I think uh, there's just so much uncertainty and so many injury risks. You know, if Tom Brady gets hurt, Patrick Mahomes gets hurt, Josh Allen gets hurt. I mean, your your bets are toast. Uh, so I think you can find better points in the schedule to uh, enter in. I mean, those teams are going to lose. Uh, the Chiefs have already lost. Uh, so have the Bills. So there'll be another time most likely Bill will lose again. The Chiefs play the Chargers this weekend. I can see them losing e- easily. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the L.A. Rams in pretty much a coin flip game. So they could very easily lose this weekend. So I would definitely wait on that. It also mitigates your injury risk the later in the year you take him. So nothing here. Uh, and really, we're going to run through the odds. Uh, I'll give you one kind of long shot if I had to play. I'm not going to play it. Um it may be another team that I would play just kind of as a dart throw, uh, but I, there's nothing that I would play that I mentioned. I just want to kind of give context to just it's a de facto power ranking uh, for the Super Wad. So we had one was the Bucks, two the Chiefs, kind of right behind them, and a large gap between the Bills at ten to one. Uh, right behind them, uh, we kind of have a cluster of teams: the Rams at twelve to one, the 49ers at twelve to one, the Browns at fourteen to one, the Packers at fifteen to one. And the Ravens at seventeen to one. Um, this kind of cluster right here, um, kind of the same sediment. Uh, I wouldn't really take anything. If I had to take something, I would probably lean towards the 49ers and the Browns. Uh, I just think the 49ers have the highest upside with the NFC outside of the Buccaneers with the addition of Trey Lance, but he hasn't played a down. Or I mean, he has played a down yet, but uh, kind of like in a special package that Rob got to see in Detroit. Um, not a normal traditional him starting a game. So um, Kyle Shanahan, their coach kind of understands the grind of the season and he'll get interjected in at a better time. Uh, but I, if I was forced to bet at any of those, I probably would do the 49ers. Also, I think the Browns are a really good team. Uh, they are dealing with a little bit of injuries at the wide receiver position. Odell Beckham is supposed to play this weekend, but Jarvis Landry just got put on the IR. So he will miss the next three games, uh, but they're a really talented team. More traditional kind of run the ball, uh, but they have talent really all across the board. Uh, so that would be the other team if I had to in that range. The Ravens got really lucky to win Sunday night. Uh, I actually tweeted out that it was impressive that they won. I had a few beverages during that game, um, to be completely frank. Uh, they got they got lucky. I mean, it was, you can be impressive and lucky at the same time, and that's what they were. Uh, they already have 14 or 15 players on injured reserve, uh, by far the highest in the league. So um, I would not be looking to back them anytime soon. Uh, and the Packers' defense is a real concern. Uh, they won Monday night against a pretty bad Detroit Lions team, but the Lions were able to move the ball pretty effectively. The Los Angeles Rams are still too big of a question mark, uh, only two games into the Matt Stafford uh, saga in the LA, or excuse me, in L.A. I do think, though, that this weekend you're going to see because they play the Buccaneers, if they were to beat the Buccaneers, that's where those odds will jump up. So for whatever reason, if you're a Rams believer, uh, we unfortunately know plenty of Rams fans or quote-unquote fans. Um, 
So if you wanted to get on the Rams, I would probably put a little bit on this week because if they were to beat the Buccaneers, there's a good chance that uh, this will be the best price you'll get for a while. The reason I wouldn't bet on him is not really anything to do with the Rams against the Rams. A, that they're kind of a question mark, and B, their division is by far the best division in football. Uh, if you look a little bit lower there, you have the Seahawks at 22 to 1, you have the Cardinals at 25 to 1. So those four teams, Rams, 49ers, Seahawks, and Cardinals, all in the same division. Uh, and that's obviously quite alarming as you play six of your 17 games. Uh, against your own division. Seahawks at 22 to 1. I think if you could find something around the 30 to 35 to 1 range, I would I would look to that and maybe play that. They've been throwing the ball like crazy, which has been a big change from prior years. Uh, so if they continue to do that, they could take that step to potentially be a Super Bowl contenders. Um, but I am not pulling the trigger or anything. Uh, this early. And one dart throw, if I had to do it, it would be the Vikings at plus seven or excuse me, 75 to one or plus 7,500. Uh, they are 0-2, but they really should be 2-0. and They lost in overtime to the Bang- Bengals week one. And last week they missed like a 35-yard uh, field goal against your Arizona Cardinals there, Rob. Uh, so they could very easily be 2-0. and I also think they have a very weak division. The Lions are pretty much no competition. The Bears are getting Justin Fields, but other than Justin Fields, uh, they're a pretty mediocre team. And the Green Bay Packers, um, for a division favorite, have plenty of question marks and drama around. Anything before we move to the MVP odds, which, as you will see, are very correlated to the Super Bowl odds. Let's go hit those MVPs. So, uh, as we mentioned, the correlation is strong here uh, with the Super Bowl favorites. One thing I did note, and this is where you'll see a little bit more fluctuation from sportsbook to sportsbook based on them wanting to uh, mitigate their liability. So this is where shopping really comes uh, to fruition. At this particular sportsbook, you have Patrick Mahomes at four to one, and he's the clear favorite. Where then there's a drop, a four-way tie for second with Tom Brady at eight to eight to one, Stafford at eight to one, Wilson eight to one, and Murray eight to one. It's interesting because if you look at the Super Bowl odds, the Bucks were the clear favorite, or I shouldn't say clear favorite, but they were the favorite with the Chiefs being right behind them. But the difference in MVP odds is Mahomes is the clear favorite and Brady is twice as odds at 8-1. to one. So that to me is a red flag, or I shouldn't say a red flag in a negative way, but a red flag in a positive way of saying, I do think there's value potentially on Tom Brady, um, whereas the Buccaneers are... Clearly, right now, the best team in the NFC, and they just won the Super Bowl last year. They're a media darling, and the MVP is not something that is won on the field. The MVP is a popularity contest, is voted on by writers. So, I mean, it's not that hard to see, you know, a story being written where, let's say, the the Buccaneers start out 10-0 or 10-2 or something like that, and they have a great regular season where – they kind of give it as kind of like a career achievement award to Tom Brady. I know he's already won several uh, MVP awards, but that's not that far fetched, at least in my eyes. Um, and one of the caveats to winning the MVP is you pretty much have to win at least 12 games. And they're as good a bet as anyone to win 12 games. So out of the five that I've mentioned so far, if I had to pick one, I would pick Tom Brady at eight to one. 
I think some other interesting ones are Dak Prescott at 15 to one and Lamar Jackson at 15 to one. Uh, but I wouldn't take either of those. And I, I'm not betting any of these personally. I just kind of want to give context uh, to these odds. And I think it's kind of a, a good way to give you the barometer of kind of who's highlighting the league right now, who's the cream of the crop, uh, at least perception wise, and also um, via the betters as well. So anything about that, either betting the MVP or Super Bowl uh, that sticks out to you, Rob? No, I will be interested to keep following this and see when you're higher on getting Super Bowl and division bets in, but those will come as the season comes. Yep, yep. I have two futures bets that we'll make towards the end of the week, or excuse me, at the end of the show that we'll mention. Uh, one I've already bet earlier in the year. Uh, but yeah, th- those will come once uh, we get a little bit more uh, variance throughout the year, injuries, things of that nature. Still after two data points, and that's all it is, is two data points. There's still so many unknowns. Um, usually week four, week five is where we can start making some conclusions. But then you have to factor in teams that you expect to improve based on coaching or personnel uh, versus teams that you don't see that type of uh, improvement or possibility for improvement. Uh, but yeah, definitely things for later in the year. Uh, but how about we hit some of these primetime games, Rob? Love primetime, baby. Well, Thursday night, I know where you'll be, Rob. You'll be watching the Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. Um, kind of a clunker of a game. Uh, Houston Texans have actually, they were expected to be the by far worst team in the NFL. And they've had two really good performances I should say three of four halves were really excellent. Uh, the first game, they dominated the Jacksonville Jaguars as three-point underdogs. Tyrod uh, Ty Taylor, he says he likes to go by Tyrod now, uh, but for like seven years in the NFL, he allowed people to call him Tyrod. So I'm going to call him Tyrod because if you like make it to 30 and you want your pronunciation changed, like, I, I think that that's just a little too late in my game. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, – uh, call me old fashioned, if you will. But uh, he, he was fantastic in the first game and the first half against the Cleveland Browns. A uh, bet I had last week was the Browns teased down to minus six and a half. Uh, and there was a little bit of a sweat uh, going in. I believe they were tied at half. Uh, but Tyrod Taylor, or Ty God, whatever you want to call him, uh, got hurt on his hamstring early in the second half. They brought in a rookie quarterback. Uh, and the Browns were kind of able to put them away. But they still, even with a rookie quarterback, uh, kept the game semi-close. And they did cover. They didn't cover my tees, thankfully. Uh, but they did cover the original spread of 12.5 and or 13. Um, so definitely be an interesting game. See Davis Mills, uh, rookie from Stanford. Only made, I believe, 11 starts at Stanford. Uh, three or four years ago, he was the number one overall recruit. Dealt with a lot of injuries in uh, in college. Uh, so definitely kind of a project pick, if you will. Uh, so I'll be interested in to watch him, but this Carolina Ban- Panthers defense has really improved. Uh, two years ago, the Panthers only took defensive players uh, in the draft, and now having that year as rookies and then a, a true offseason has seemed to really improve them. Also, anytime you get to watch Christian McCaffrey is, is a good time. Uh, so I know Rob will be doing it, but I do uh, – recommend our listeners watch that game even though it doesn't it's not the easiest on the eye uh, i think anytime you get to watch joe brady's offense with christian mccaffrey it is enjoyable uh the big games on sunday we have the los angeles chargers visiting the kansas city chiefs um the chiefs kind of dropped the ball no pun intended 
Uh, just kidding. I did write that down. They fumbled the game away uh, against the Ravens on Sunday night, had a 14 point lead against the Ravens and somehow allowed the Ravens to come back in that one. Uh, if the chiefs were to have won this, won that game, I would have looked to take the chiefs or excuse me, look to take the chargers at getting the seven points here as the spread is seven, some places, six and a half with a high total of 55. Uh, but because the chiefs are coming off a loss, uh, this is one I'm not going to look to bet. Rob, how do we like to bet the chiefs on this show? Do you, you want to tell your gym buddies how we like to, to bet the chiefs? I can't remember how we like to bet them. I, th- I think you uh, like a late cover. Is that it? Uh, yeah. I'm glad you're learning. Uh, live bet them. Live bet the Chiefs. Yeah. So if they were to go down in this game, uh, just because they're high flying passing attack, uh, this is where that's the only way I would bet this game is to take the Chiefs uh, right around pick them. If let's say they were going to, they went down six points or 10 points in the game. Uh, seven points is a lot. Even six and a half is a lot with this Chargers team that I talked about last week that I am a big fan of. They did lose. Um, the Chargers lost this past week against the Cowboys on a last-second field goal. Uh, but their odds to make the playoffs didn't change that much. So to me, that is kind of telling. That's also because kind of have a built-in loss that they're assuming with the Chiefs here. Um, but still about 30% of the time they come out with a win here. Um, I will not be betting this game, as I mentioned uh, with the Chiefs coming off a loss, but I was looking to bet it if the Chiefs were to have won. One thing I did want to mention is the previous game, the Panthers. I think it's a great spot to tease down the Panthers down to minus one and a half or minus two if you can do that. I do think the Panthers win the game tomorrow. Uh, if you look at that, it's a game we like to tease. It's getting us through the seven and the three, the two most common numbers in the NFL, and it's a low total, total of 43. I think this is the second lowest game of the week. Um, so I just wanted to... Uh, mention that. Let's say you're one of those people that can't watch a game without any action on it. Um, that's very healthy, of course. Uh, so go ahead and tease that down uh, <laughs> for that one. Uh, the other big game on Sunday in the afternoon is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Rob's hometown of Los Angeles. Uh, this is the first time Tom Brady will ever play in Los Angeles. Tampa Bay is a short favorite, one-point favorite, uh, another really high total of the week. We have uh, at 56. I actually like the Buccaneers at this price. If you want to uh, bet them, I'm not going to bet it yet because I'd rather have the flexibility of betting in-game. Just anytime you have a primetime game, they're going to let you bet a lot of money live. Uh, So with the commercial breaks and that being standalone, I'll be able to focus on that. Um, Excuse me, it is not standalone, but it will be pretty much – Everyone in the nation will be able to watch it. Um, Essentially, I have two TVs. I have one that's red zone and the other one that's uh, a game I want to put on. This is the game I will put on in the afternoon. Uh, So I'll be looking to live bet it. Let's say the Rams go up, especially with such a high total. I would be shocked if the Rams don't go up at some point. So if I can get the Buccaneers at like plus three, something of that nature, uh, I would like to do that. Uh, But yeah, I think the Rams are, are, they kind of remind me of the Buccaneers of, I think this is a team, the Rams that are going to get better as the year goes on, but with so many moving pieces uh, with Matt Stafford, this will only be his third game uh, in the Sean McVay offense. I think this is a team that's going to get better later in the year. Whereas Tampa Bay, we saw them do this last year with all their moving pieces and they look really, really good offensively. Uh, So 
I, I would definitely lean towards the Buccaneers if you wanted action in this one. Uh, like I said, I, I'm going to wait to try to bet this live unless it goes to maybe two and a half. And then if I see some injuries, I might take the Buccaneers. Uh, but that I'm going to look to play the Rams. Let's say go up a touchdown or go 10 points and try to take the Buccaneers at plus money. Another really interesting game is Seattle Seahawks at the Minnesota Vikings. We talked about how the Vikings could very easily be 2-0 and right in here. Seattle is 1-1, one and one, uh, but they very easily could be 2-0. and They lost in overtime to the Titans. The Vikings lose this game. They go down to 0-3. 0-3 is a place you don't want to be. Um, I do think this is an offense that is changing gears by necessity. And I wrote about this in my waivers pickup article that comes out on Tuesdays. Um, they had a Irv Smith, their tight end. He was supposed to be a breakout candidate. Uh, he gets hurt right before the season starts. They have to change their offense and play three t- three wide receivers, which is much more in line with the modern NFL. And they've got uh, Osborne, this second year rookie or second year wide receiver, who is actually leading them in receiving yards. Um, they have two stud receivers in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Uh, but kind of with this three wide receiver attack and the running game with Dalvin Cook, this could be a really potent offense. Um, so the Vikings season kind of hinges on winning this game, uh, it, hosting Seattle as two-point underdogs. Uh, I, I really like both teams here, so I won't be betting it. Uh, I, I think Seattle with Russell Wilson in a pick type environment. I don't want to take Kirk Cousins against Russell Wilson in a pick environment. So a game I really want to watch closely. Uh, I like both teams. I mentioned them at the beginning. If I had to kind of take flyers, I would look at the Seahawks at about 30 to one and Vikings. If you, if I had to at hundred to one, I'm not betting any of those, but two teams I, I just want to watch closer and, and kind of get some more data from. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so that's what I'll be looking for in that one. Sunday night game is Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Packers are a really interesting team. Uh, their defense is very concerning to me. Uh, this total has already been bet up a couple of points, and I still think if you want to take the over, that's fine. San Francisco 49ers played two road games. Rob was at one of them. Uh, the second game they played last week uh, in Philadelphia. Played a very vanilla-type offense, some by design, some by uh, the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line really getting to the San Francisco offense. So I'd be really curious to see the adjustments that are made here. Uh, gun to my head, I would take the Niners, but hopefully wait for a minus three. Right now it's minus three and a half. I wouldn't touch that at all. But if it got down to a normal minus three, uh, I would maybe look to take the 49ers. I think them coming home, uh, playing a really meaningful game when it comes to playoff implications for late, later in the year. I think Kyle Shanahan might open up the playbook. And like I said, I have real question marks about that Packers defense. On the other side of the ball, Packers offense looked really good against a really bad Lions team last night, or excuse me, Monday night. Um, so I do think this will be high flying. Uh, like I said, gun to my head, I would take the Niners, but I won't be betting anything in this one. And last but not least, we have the NFC East showdown, the Philadelphia Eagles visiting the Dallas Cowboys. I think the spread's a little high, uh, but the way I'm going to bet this game, uh, with a, it's got the total of 51 and a half and the Cowboys being favored by anywhere between four and three and a half points, is I'm actually going to take the Eagles to win the NFC East at the best price I can find right now. I can find a little over four to one right now. I think this is a two-horse race uh, between the Eagles and the Cowboys. 
with the injuries with the Washington football team and their defense not being too good, uh, the injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick, I should say, their quarterback. And I actually think Taylor Heineke is a pretty good, decent backup. Um, but I, I think the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, they had a lot of line movement going towards them last week uh, in that Niners game. So I believe the spread was three and a half for the Niners beginning of the week, and then it closed around three, two and a half for the Eagles. Uh, so money came in on the Eagles, even though it lost, that bet lost. Uh, that was something I definitely made note of. I think the Cowboys are the, the favorite in the division, as they should be. Uh, I just think the Eagles shouldn't be at a four to one price. And if they were to pull the upset in Dallas on Monday night, um, you can make the argument that they could become favorites or co-favorites uh, in that division. Anything before uh, we get into a couple of the futures bets there, Rob, about the games of the week? Now let's hit it. All right. Um, so some other futures that you can make this week. Uh, I will be putting more money on Pittsburgh under eight and a half wins. Uh, one thing that's great about legal sports betting is more competition. Uh, so they used to only offer win totals preseason, and the only preseason win total bet I had was Steelers under eight and a half. They go and pull a huge upset against Buffalo week one, and then completely lay an egg week two against Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, so we're kind of back at that eight and a half. If you look at their schedule, though, they're playing the Bengals this week. And the look ahead line of this was right around seven. But the current odds for this is at three and a half. And I think this might close at three. Uh, so that's very telling to show how the market has changed on the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the biggest thing about their schedule is after this week, then they have four straight games in which they are going to be underdogs. So the week after they play the Bengals, they visit Lambeau Field. Where they are definitely be uh, underdogs against the Packers. And they will host the current undefeated Denver Broncos, where they should be probably a one or two point underdog. Then they will host the Seattle Seahawks, where they should probably be about a three point underdog. And then they will play the Cleveland Browns, where they should be about a uh, four point underdog, maybe even a five or six point underdog by that time. So this might be the last time you get the preseason price on the Steelers. And you can put a unit on the Steelers this week at under eight and a half. And let's say they win this week, then you can bet them at under nine again next week. So uh, just some strategies on that. But I will be putting money, more money on the uh, Steelers under this week. Uh, as far as some other futures that I've talked about, uh, I do want to take the Chargers to make the playoffs, but I'm going to wait one more week as they're playing Kansas City off a loss. I think we'll get a better price next week as they are most likely to lose. And the other one is the Browns to win the AFC North. I think a way of indirectly getting this bet is by betting the under for Pittsburgh. Um, so if Pittsburgh were to win this week, uh, obviously that kind of hurts our under bet, but that will help us get better odds against the for the Browns next week. The Browns should win about a 70 to 75% chance of winning this week as seven-point favorites against the Chicago Bears. Um, but I would like to wait as the Ravens are also seven to eight point favorites. So they should win as well. Right now you're getting a price about uh, one and a half to one to get your, uh, for, for the Browns to win that division. I would like to get something a little bit closer to two to one, which I think we might be able to get uh, worst case scenario. We wait a couple more weeks and we can, uh, you know, mitigate our injury risk and get a little bit clearer picture of the other teams in the division. I know we went through a lot there, but uh, that's our objective on this show. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to go over, Rob? 
think that's good for now, dude. Covered a lot. We got some future stuff. We got some primetime games. Uh, I think we'll cover, I don't know, maybe some fantasy stuff next week. Whatever you want to get into, dude. Absolutely. Just a reminder, the various different ways to bet the NFL. Teasers, unders, totals, uh, win totals, futures, player props. Uh, any questions, please let us know. And, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.